You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Phillips Laban of the 1012 Podcast here. If you've been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I. Well, you're, you're probably right, and it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site, and if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. It's bowl season, and I can not wait for every single one of them. I am Philip Slavin, and this is the 1012 podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Yep, bowl matchups are out, and that's what we are talking about today with Andy Mitz from the Land Grant Gauntlet Rock Chalk Pod and Ryan Gilbert of the 10 of 12 podcast there on the show. We're going to break down which ones we're most intrigued by. Least intrigued by in the Big 12, which non-Big 12 ones we're interested in. This whole thing that Andy got into with Kansas State fans because they're mad that they're not in the Alamo Bowl, which I understand, and also I'm like, eh, whatever. But if you don't know yet, you should by now. But obviously, Oklahoma going to the playoff is the fourth seed. They'll face one seed LSU. Baylor in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. Texas getting to the Alamo Bowl against Utah. Camping World Bowl is between Iowa State and Notre Dame. Oklahoma State against former Big 12 foe Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl, and Kansas State headed to Memphis in the Liberty Bowl to face Navy, the American Athletic Conference. A lot of really good, really interesting matchups. We're going to talk about quite a few of them. I don't. There's not one I hate. There's some I like more than others. 
But it's a really interesting lineup of matchups, and there's a very good chance the Big 12 could go 1-5 and five in them, and I could also see them going 4-2. and two. It's, it's going to be fun. Before we get to all of that, hey, uh, Big 12 basketball is underway still, and um, there are no longer any undefeated teams in the conference, mostly because, let's just say this, um, so the Big 12 and the Big East decided to have what they call the Big 12 Big East battle, scheduling alliance between the two conferences, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, it's uh, you know, Look, the Big East is one of the best conferences in college basketball. They just are, and it's, it sets up for some really stuff, fun stuff, but uh, so far... It has, um, how do I put this nicely, not gone the Big 12's way. Conference started 0-4. Oklahoma State losing to Georgetown. Texas Tech on the road losing at DePaul, who is undefeated thus far on the season. Saturday saw West Virginia travel to St. John's and lose. Kansas State also lost to Marquette on Saturday. Not a great start. Not a great start. Thank goodness Iowa State getting the win over Seton Hall at home on Sunday to get the Big 12 its first win in that little battle. So the Big 12 is now 1-4 and four with five games to go. If they're going to win, they have to win out to tie. they got to win four remaining. That's going to be that's going to be tough, but a lot of fun men's basketball. If you haven't caught it all yet, you guys really should go ahead and start diving in. Unfortunately, it's December, which means there's like one game a week, and this is the worst sports month of the year. Thank goodness for bowl games on on a pretty regular basis. If you want to catch all the Big 12 men's basketball games, make sure you are signed up for ESPN+. Plus. Did you know you can actually bundle ESPN+, Plus and Hulu, and Disney+, Plus into one like $12.99 a month thing? Do you not have Disney Plus yet? Do you not watch The Mandalorian? Do you not watch Darkwing Duck? Do you not watch old Disney movies? Like, are you not nostalgic? Do you not enjoy fun? I think you should. So get yourself signed up for ESPN+. Plus. Then you can fit it out the bundle all on your own. We have a link that you can click to get yourself signed up for ESPN+. Plus. So you don't miss any of the Big 12 men's basketball games. Go to our Twitter at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Click the link in the tweet, pin to the top, get signed up. We would appreciate it. Don't forget, when I say we, we, I mean the land-grant gauntlet. Yes, the football season is almost over, but there's still plenty of Big 12 football to discuss. Go check out the landgrantgauntlet.com, thelgg.com for all your Big 12 football news. With that said, I will have my uh, my bowl matchup rankings on the site. If not Monday, then by Tuesday. And we're going to talk about them now. It's bowl season, and we are going to break them all down. And by break them all down, I don't mean we're going to sit here and preview each one and 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 make picks and talk about how the offense of one team matches up against the defense of the other. We're going to make this loosey-goosey and just kind of talk about which ones we're more interested in, debate some of this discussion where Kansas State fans are mad that they fell all the way to the Liberty Bowl, and just some other things about bowl season in general because um, the only people who don't like bowl season and don't like all the bowls are uh, uh, well, the Grinch and uh, Scrooge and any other uh, grumpy anti-holiday season individual. And uh, I say to you, sir, uh, humbug. So joining me today to have a little bit of fun and just break all this down. Andy Mitch, my usual Monday cohort. Andy, welcome back. It's great to be back. But uh, Philip, you're going to have to explain this whole bowl thing to me because it's been at least 10 years since I've gotten, you know, to witness one that I actually really cared about. So 
Yeah, I, I forget that Kansas fans view bowl games like the Yeti or a Unicorn or the Loch Ness Monster. They're just like, they're not, is it real? It's, it's, it's just made up, imaginary. I'm, I'm, at some point, you guys might know what that's like again, but say la vie. We'll get to that later. Also, back on the show for a repeat appearance, Ryan Gilbert of the 10 out of 12 pod, also known as the 10 12 uh, doppelganger. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me on, Philip. So this is fun. We got a Kansas and a Kansas State guy. You guys do me a favor, like try and play play nice. I don't need full on fights to break out here. Although with Andy here, I'm sure either Iowa State or Kansas State fans are going to be mad by the end of this. But we'll get to that. I was to say I, so, I already have enough K State fans mad at me on Twitter for my um, thoughts about where they got to go for for bowl games. So I, I will be excited to hear that. So so Andy raised a point before we started that I thought was valid, and, and not everyone understands a the tiebreaker system to determine how the Big 12 teams have kind of finished out as far as third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place between Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas State. And then not everybody knows the bowl pecking order. And there is, in theory, a, a bowl pecking order for the Big 12. So the, the tiebreaker, as has as I understand it, is that, um, first off, Texas and Oklahoma State went 2-1 and one against Kansas State and Iowa State. So that put Texas and Oklahoma State into that 3-4. and four and moved uh, Kansas State and Iowa State down into the 5-6. Then it becomes about head-to-head. Texas beat Oklahoma State, Kansas State beat Iowa State. So you have Texas is 3, Oklahoma State's 4, Kansas State's 5, and Iowa State is 6. That is the final standings. Non-conference games don't have any play into conference standings, which I think is really silly and weird and doesn't make any sense to me because if it's going to count towards bowl eligibility and what bowl you go to, anyways, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count, so we're not going to get into it. Bowl pecking order is as follows for the Big 12. Sugar Bowl is number one, barring the Big 12 champ goes to the playoff like this year with Oklahoma, and then the second place or runner-up team goes to the Sugar Bowl. That was Texas last year. That's Baylor this year. After that, Alamo gets the next pick, followed by the Camping World Bowl, the Texas Bowl, the Liberty Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl, and then I believe it's the first responders bowl if we ever actually get enough teams. Um, that was a possibility this year, but you know, like Texas shit the bed, TCU shit the bed, and, and Texas Tech kind of did, and Oklahoma went to the playoff again, so it pushed everything up a notch. So there's no Big 12 team in the Cheez It Bowl, which makes me sad. Uh, although the idea of West, uh, Washington State and Air Force, a team that never runs versus a team that never passes, is really, really interesting, and I will be glued to that one. We'll talk about non-Big 12 bowl games here at the end just because there's a couple I think are worth talking about and a couple where I'm like, well, they got screwed. But I want to focus on the Big 12 ones. Let's start here. Ryan, of the six Big 12 matchups, and I I think they're all very interesting, but which matchup, I don't, I don't care about what bowl is, but which matchup intrigues you the most? I think it would be Oklahoma-LSU. I know that's pretty pretty easy answer there, but LSU – barely beat Texas earlier in the year. So it's going to be interesting kind of to gouge how they did against a similar opponent, obviously Oklahoma beating Texas this year. So I'm excited for that game. Two really high powered offenses should be a lot of fun there. Yeah. I I do think it's funny that the big Oklahoma gets to go play what essentially is a big 12 team, Uh, really good offense, uh, underrated defense. They, I almost think they're 2011 Oklahoma state, which is really funny. Um, it's just, they never had to play any other big 12 teams this year. And so they looked good, gave up some yards, gave up some points, but scored enough to win all the time. Andy, uh, which, which game, 
which matchup intrigues you the most? Actually, looking at the matchups, I think the one that intrigues me the most is K-State versus Navy. You know, we've got a Navy team that runs triple option, essentially. Um, or, I'm sorry, is a very heavy running team against Kansas State, who is a, a very, very dominant line team in terms of offensive and defensive lines. Um, and so, you know, like, I'm really, really excited to kind of see how Kansas State will match up. It's it's obviously not the marquee matchup that I think a lot of K-State fans were hoping for. Um, but I definitely kind of want to see how this one goes just from a, a game standpoint. If we're talking about, you know, program versus program, um, I, I honestly think that the, the most interesting one is Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. But just from a game standpoint, I, I'm really intrigued by K-State Navy. Yeah, that so normally the Liberty Bowl is Big 12 versus SEC, but the SEC didn't have enough bowl-eligible teams. They got 14 teams, but they couldn't fill out all their bowl order <laughs> to, uh, to fill a spot there. So you get Kansas State versus, it was always going to be an AAC team, didn't know which one, they got Navy. I think it's a really interesting matchup. Like it's one, it seems like the one the Big 12 most likely is going to win, but it, it it's such a weird matchup because you're just not used to playing teams like Navy. But I do think if there's one team that might be best suited to doing so, um, granted the final score of this game might be like 10 to 6, it's going to be which is, the cheese it bowl of this year. No, 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 no. You, nothing will ever oh, be okay, the cheese okay, it bowl of last year. It's going to be the closest that, that was we the, get to it, the cheese it bowl from last year. <laughs> unless there's like eight turnovers and like an SID is like accidentally getting on the field and, and, and tackling a player and all the other weird. It wasn't just that the game was ugly. It was so many just insane, weird, wild things happened that made the cheese it bowl. The just just the the monst- beautiful monster that it was. It's the ugly dog of the pound you can't help but take home because it's just you're just like ah oh, man. I mean, it should probably put down, but it's also just so lovable. That was the cheese at bowl last year. I don't think anything will ever be the cheese at bowl. I don't think a Big Twelve game will. But as far as just the most interesting, intriguing, weird matchups, that's absolutely number one. I think. I think my favorite. I mean. I know I should say Oklahoma State, uh, Texas A&M, because you have the former Big 12 foes, and I'm an Oklahoma State guy, and it's kind of been the one I've seen as the most likely one for them all year, and both teams are in Texas. I I kind of like Baylor-Georgia. And just hear me out for a second. A, it's an opportunity for Baylor to finally just put, like, prove how good that they've been this season. Two, I mean, one of two things is going to happen. Either Georgia's going to win the game, or Georgia's not going to care enough to actually win the game. I'm not entirely sure which one it's going to be this year, because that's what happened last year. You know, Texas, Georgia didn't care enough to win the game. That's why they, they didn't win. Um, I'm curious if Baylor wins this one, if Georgia's allowed to get away with that excuse again, because there are people at the start of the season who kept using that almost against when Texas started slow against Texas. Well, we, we thought highly of Texas, but obviously it's because Georgia fans, Georgia players didn't really care. So Texas and Texas did. So they won that game. And I just wanted to call bullshit. <laughs> so I'm going to say I'm really interested in Baylor, Georgia, because I'm going to be <sighs> rooting for Baylor to win that primarily because it's just so much fun to watch Georgia lose and the Big 12 winning these games against these marquee SEC programs. So as far as a, a which game I'm most interested in, I, that one just because I'm really going to be outside of rooting for my team, rooting for the Big 12 in that one, I think, the most, even more than Oklahoma versus LSU. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to disagree just because, I mean, 
you know that Georgia is going to use that same excuse. If, if, if they win, it's going to be, oh, SEC is obviously the better conference, you know, because look what Georgia did to Baylor. But if they lose, it's, again, the same old tire excuse of, oh, well, it didn't really matter because it wasn't for the playoffs. So Georgia didn't really care. And, and I'm getting so sick and tired of that excuse. You know, that's all we heard about last year when the SEC was, I believe, the worst Power Five conference of all of them in their bowl games was that, oh, well, it didn't really matter for any of those teams. And yet, you know, so many of those teams, that's what they were playing for that year. They weren't playing for a spot in the playoff. They were playing to get to a good bowl game and to win the bowl game to show that their program had a successful season. Um, but, you know, of course, when the SEC loses, it's because they don't care because it's just an exhibition game. But when they win, it's, oh, my gosh, look how much more dominant than everyone else we are. And I'm getting sick and tired of it. And the fact that Georgia is again in one of those premier New York six New Year's six bowls and going to have that built in excuse if they don't play well, it just it bugs the crap out of me. So, yeah, I want Baylor to win the game because it's going to, you know, as much as people say that it doesn't matter, it, it's going to look good for the for, for the Big 12. But I'm also kind of sick and tired of Georgia being able to get away with that bullshit. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Now, the one thing for Georgia, though, is, you know, they don't have the everyone thought they should have been in the playoffs. So they don't they don't get to use that. I don't think that excuse works as well this year because no one thinks they should have been in. No one thought they were going to be in. They lost soundly. This wasn't something where they had a close loss to Alabama. Like, they got their asses handed to them by LSU. <laughs> Just soundly curb stomped. So I'm not sure that defense will hold up as well for them this year. I'm tired of talking about Georgia. This is not an SEC pod. This is not a Georgia pod. And I don't want to talk about the Bulldogs anymore. Um, okay, so Andy, I know that Kansas State fans are upset with you, and not just because you are a Jayhawk guy. But I, 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 let's start with this. I know that I've seen a lot of Kansas State fans on Twitter who really believed they had a shot at the Alamo Bowl. Um, instead, they tumble all the way down to what is essentially is the last place bowl for the Big 12 this year. Uh, behind Texas, behind Iowa State, who's going to the Camping World Bowl, and behind Oklahoma State, Kansas State fell all the way to Liberty. Um, Kansas State fans really felt that because of the season that they had had and because of what Chris Kleiman had done and because they finished 8-4 and four and had a, a better record than Iowa State and Texas that they felt that, that they deserved a shot in the Alamo um, because they were so exciting. And, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree that Kansas State could have been an Alamo, had an Alamo little birth or was as deserving of one as Iowa State or Texas or even Oklahoma State. We have four teams that finish with the same record in conference play, and the difference total is by one game. You can argue a lot of things as far as deserving or not deserving for, for bowl games. And I, and I, and I to some extent, I, I, I understand why they're upset. They had a big season. They were very excited about it. It was way better than anybody thought they would. And they felt that they, that, that, that meant they deserved to have a marquee bowl game, that they should – the bowl game should want to have a team like that in it. And, Andy, I, I, why are Kansas State fans upset with you? So, well, I don't know how many of them are upset with me, but some of the very vocal ones that I, that I happen to, to interact with um, were very upset that I essentially called them out, um, you know, for saying you kind of what we've already talked about, like, it's not just about the record. It's one, I wasn't even aware at the time of the whole tiebreaker, the fact that Texas, according to the Big 12's own tiebreaker, was number three. So at that point, it makes perfect sense. If, if Alamo Bowl wants them, that's who they're going to take. Um, but the fact is, you know, no matter how bad of a year Texas has had, it's still Texas. They're still going to have 
a whole lot more fans are going to travel, especially not having to travel nearly as far, um, you know, for that bowl game than a whole bunch of people from Kansas State coming down. And so, you know, just the fact that like the only the only fan base that really travels that well for postseason play compared to teams like Texas, who are you know just like right there, would be Iowa State. And again, I don't understand it unless you know, like all the Iowa State people tell me that they don't hate their state so much that they're willing to travel to wherever they can get to during postseason play. So like, I don't think that that's what the case is, at least if you take them at, at face value. For whatever reason, Iowa State fans just travel absolutely phenomenally well. They do it to the Big 12 tournament for basketball. They do it to every bowl game that I've ever heard of Iowa State going to. They have a ton of fans that just show up. So I can understand any bowl in the pecking order where if Iowa State falls as kind of a natural fit there, you're going to want them because they're going to fill the seats. And so... That puts them above Kansas State. You know, Texas being Texas puts them above Kansas State. And I think objectively, Oklahoma State, to anyone looking on the outside, had a better season, played a better schedule, had more expectations. The fans are probably a little bit more energized. You know, you have a guy like Chuba Hubbard, who is a national name. Like, there's a lot of stuff going for you if you're an Oklahoma State team or a a, a bowl-picking Oklahoma State like just naturally the way that the conference goes, it makes sense that Kansas State was going to fall. And, you know, to be completely honest, it's not about the record when you're picking for bowl teams. It never has been about the record. The only reason the record matters is to make sure that you're eligible. And as long as you're eligible, then the the, the record goes out the window and everything else is what matters. So, so to act like Kansas State deserved to go there because they had an eight and four season um, where Kansas only had a seven and five is honestly really stupid to get super upset about it. The other thing that I will mention, because I mentioned this as well on Twitter, and this was not taken too kindly, is the fact that, you know, the difference between Texas's seven and five and Kansas State's eight and four is that Kansas State got to play Mississippi State, whereas Texas played LSU. You know, Texas played a much, much better team in the non-conference, and that is the difference in their record. They lost that game against LSU. Kansas State won the game at Mississippi State. And, you know, someone tried to respond and say, oh, well, Texas wasn't playing well enough to beat either of those. But in the non-conference, they absolutely were playing well enough to have beaten Mississippi State or Oregon State, you know, or any of the other essentially marquee matchups on the non-conference slate for any of the other teams that are bowl eligible. So, you know, I don't want anyone telling me that it's an absolute travesty that Texas got to go to the Alamo Bowl when for all of those reasons, it makes absolutely sense why Texas went to the Alamo Bowl. Ryan, as as a Kansas State guy, what what's kind of your take on this whole whole situation? Yeah, no, I agree with everything you're saying, and I mean, people around here are really, really, really upset, and it's not so much about have been ahead of them. And and as far as resume goes, I completely agree. You know, K State is the only team to beat any of those uh, college football playoff teams. Of course, in Oklahoma, they had a better record than them overall, which I know, like we're talking about here, doesn't matter. I guess when you're looking at at bowl games, but I completely agree that Iowa State fans, they travel amazingly. Like, you go to the Sprint Center every year, and I feel like it's even more packed with Cyclone fans than Jayhawk or Wildcat or any other fans. So I completely, you know, I agree with you on that. And I I tweeted that out. I said that pretty much those things. So, you know, fans here are really upset. I am kind of a – I'm not too biased, and I completely agree. I think it's – I mean, obviously, when you're surrounded by all these K-State fans and you travel, you're like, yeah, we're the best traveling team in the world. But you've got to realize that – you know, it's the sad truth is that it's not all about your resume. It's about the most money that these bowl games can make you, which is, of course, why Texas is out there in the Alamo Bowl versus Utah. I mean, I will give Iowa State some credit here. Their fans do travel. It's all anybody talked about at the Alamo Bowl last year against Washington State. The Iowa State fans showed up. 
The only reason the Liberty Bowl is one of the Big 12's bowl destinations now is because of Iowa State going to the Liberty Bowl back in... What year was that? Um, hmm. I forget what year. I want to say like 2013 or something. Iowa State went to Liberty Bowl. There were too many Big 12 teams, bowl eligible, none of them bowl slots. Um, played Tulsa. They lost that, but they showed up in Memphis. So, look, Iowa State fans show up. Now, part of that, I think, is... You know, Oklahoma State fans have always had a good reputation of showing up in bowl games. It's dipped a bit, but that's what happens when you go to bowl games, four, bowl games 14 times in a row. You get a little bit spoiled. And I think Iowa State fans are still just so excited to get to go to bowl games um, that they're, they're, they're happy to show up in, in force and, and cheer on their team. And again, Iowa State fans, very loyal. They pack that stadium no matter how bad the team is. They show up in Kansas City. The men's basketball tournament, but so credit to Iowa State fans. That's part of why they're at Camping World Bowl. Like that's it. That is. It's why Iowa State went to the Alamo last year over West Virginia because Iowa State fans traveled so well. It's part of why they're going to the Camping World this year against Notre Dame over Oklahoma State or Kansas State. Their fans travel. They've got that reputation. So I, I mean, I'm, I don't have a problem with it. I, I really don't. Like I, if if their fans are going to show up, that bowl game wants to make money. And no offense. Like, the Camping World Bowl, oh, she was there two years ago. It's kind of like, oh, all right. Like, Notre Dame is a really cool opponent. Normally, that, that Notre Dame's not in the Camping World Bowl. So, it's a really cool opportunity. But, you know, it's, I'm also like, it's it. I'm, I'm sad that it's the third place bowl for the Big 12 because it's kind of like, you know, all right. It's it's the Orla- it's Orlando's, like, second-tier bowl behind the Orange Bowl. It's not. It's okay. It's all right. Like, whoop-de-doo. All right. Um... Which matchup, because again, I think all the matchups are pretty good, but but Andy, which matchup is the least interesting to you? Is the one you're just like, if I got to miss one, I'm fine if I don't watch it. I mean, I'm tempted to be completely contrarian and say that I'm not really too interested with the Oklahoma-LSU matchup. Um, just because, again, I, I mean, I think this is, we're going to get that, that huge cop-out that, you know, either... Either Oklahoma's going to win and no one's, you know, everyone's going to shrug and say, oh my gosh, they're going to get blasted by, you know, Clemson or Ohio State. Um, or Oklahoma's going to lose and they're like, haha, once again, the Big 12 shows why they don't belong in the playoff. And in either, in either case, like, I don't think it's going to move the needle much unless Oklahoma then follows it up and actually wins a national championship, at which point, you know, no one's going to care about this semifinal game. So, um, but in terms of, you know, in terms of the actual games that I am looking forward to, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I, or I'm sorry, the one that I'm, that I'm not looking forward to, um, you know, I, I think the one that just from a, a play standpoint is that Texas Utah game, because I, I, you know, the fact that Texas is making it because of their fan base is all also all the reasons that they shouldn't be there because this, this I don't see this game being competitive at all. Utah is going to destroy Texas. Everyone's going to, you know, just talk about. It's going to be completely opposite of last year, you know, where Texas came out with a huge win and everyone's going to be talking and everyone was talking about how Texas was back. And now they're going to get slaughtered by Utah and everyone's going to be wondering what the hell is going on. And, you know, this this doesn't do Tom Herman any favors. You know, there's there's already been some grumbling about, you know, what is going on? Why did they fall on their on their face so much in his third year here? And when they get destroyed by Utah, like it's going to intensify. It doesn't do him any favors at all. It doesn't help Texas at all. You know, we were we were kind of joking 
um, before, you know, talking about scenarios where Texas would just decline a bowl invite. And, you know, to be honest, like if you're super invested in Tom Herman, this is one of those cases where it might have made sense to say, hey, you know what? Don't don't put us there against Utah because we don't want our coach to get you know, obliterated and everybody calling for his head after this game when, you know, there's so many reasons why they had the problems they did this year that don't have anything to do with Tom Herman, but he is going to bear the brunt of this if it goes as badly as I think it's going to. I agree. This is the one I'm just like, eh. Throw in the fact that Texas is completely remaking its coaching staff. Change at OC, change at DC, wide receiver coaches got like, the the coaching staff's gonna not even gonna half of, not even half they're gonna be there. Like maybe they'll have the new guys in place for this, but like what is that gonna do for this bowl game? I don't I'm just not excited for this matchup. You get a Utah team that was one win away from being in the playoff who falls all the way to the Alamo Bowl, and I'm like I know people are like, Ugh, see they were they were fake. They weren't for real. Yeah, if that's because that's the only game you watched of Utah season, like I get they beat a lot of seven and five teams. That's the Big Twelve is a lot of eight and four and seven and five teams. You could say the same thing about Baylor. I mean, do we to be honest? Baylor and Utah have the same resume. The difference is that Baylor struggled against all this, you know, one close against all these seven and five teams, and Utah blew them all out. Utah is legit. They are good. You Texas is going to struggle in that game. I don't think Utah is going to necessarily blow them out, but it, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I don't think it's. I, it, uh, I, I'm I'm not excited for that game. I'm just not. I just I, nothing about that matchup. I'm sorry. Number eleven, Utah versus seven and five Texas. Like out, take the name Texas off of that, and just look at that team and that seven and five record. Does that does that match up intrigue you at all? No, no. It's just because Texas is on the helmet. Like ugh. Ryan, what's your take? Yeah, I agree with the points you guys are making there. Like I didn't think much about that, but it's just going to be a blowout and. There's really not going to be any interest, you know, to watch that game. And like you said, with that game on Friday with Oregon and Utah, if you didn't watch Utah all season, you saw that game, you're probably going to say, yeah, Oregon or probably Utah is terrible, but they're really a pretty good team. But to answer that question as for uh, least appealing bowl game to watch, I can't believe I'm saying it, but K-State and Navy, I mean, just looking at the the opponent that they're playing, out of the, all these big 12 teams are playing. I mean, you got Notre Dame, A&M, LSU, Utah, and Georgia. Those are really good programs. You know, great history, great tradition. And I know Navy, it's like kind of that oddball, you know, wild card team, but just Navy, I just, and plus it's in Memphis. I really just don't have much desire to watch this game. I'll tell you right now, Beale Street before that game, because Oklahoma State was there last year against Missouri, and another one of those examples of, hey, it's a ranked SEC team against them, right? Yeah, we beat them. Uh, Beale Street <laughs> before that game is fun. It was a good time. I, I enjoyed being there in Memphis before that bowl. Stadium's kind of meh, but uh, Beale Street's a good time. It's very entertaining. It's not You could do a lot worse ahead of a bowl game than, than heading down yeah. Beale Street, eating some really good food, having some drinks, and then going to watch your team play. Yeah. I'm, if I can make the trip down there, we'll uh, definitely keep that in mind. There you go. There you go. Um, let's wrap up on this. Uh, I, I, I know that there are people who think that the bowls are silly and stupid, and they're wrong. There are a lot of teams who, I mean, this is it for them. There's no playoff for those teams. Why Why should group of five teams that go eight and four, nine and three, not be rewarded outside of like, good job. Like, I love bowl games. Lots of teams go bowling. I get it. There's lots of bowl teams. I, I'm fine with that. It's fun. It's super fun. 
I'm going to watch lots of bowl games. If you don't want to watch bowl games, that's fine. Go do your own thing. No, no one's forcing you to watch them, okay? Don't complain about something that exists that you don't want to do but aren't required to do by law in any way, shape, or form. If you don't want to do it, go do something else. I will enjoy all the bowl games. In fact, there are some bowl games outside of the Big 12 that I'm very excited about, okay? So I'm curious what you guys think as far as non-Big 12 bowl games. Um, I do think there's a couple of that are BS. SMU wins 10 games and has to go play FAU at FAU Stadium. Uh, they deserve better than that. Cincinnati, big season, awesome year. Has to go play Boston College. And Boston College won six games. They deserve better than that. Some of these matchups are bad, but Boise State is going to the Las Vegas Bowl to face former head coach Chris Peterson his last game with Washington. Now, I don't know if that game is going to be very good. Washington was okay this season, but you, you know, you can't not get excited for the storyline that's going into that bowl game. That is so much fun. I am very excited to watch that. I'm excited to watch the pregame up to it. I'm excited to follow that game. I'm excited to watch that game to see them talk about. I'm, I'm going to just take shots every time they mention, did you know that Chris Peterson used to be the head coach at Boise State? I'll be drunk by <laughs> halftime. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> uh, the other game that intrigues me, I mentioned earlier, Washington State versus Air Force in the Cheetah Bowl. It's literally a team that never runs versus a team that never passes. How is that not, like, weirdly? That's a cheese bowl That's what the cheese bowl is. It should be just the kookiest, weirdest, what the kind of bowl game ever. I am excited to watch that. It might be god-awful, just like last year's. But the worse it is, the better it is. Yeah, I mean, the cheese bowl I think annually, like, the cheese bowl should get first pick of... You know, they get the sole <laughs> the sole mission of finding the absolutely most ridiculous matchup that is going to be like the one off the wall weird thing that you never knew you actually needed. Give them first pick of all the teams, you know, with the you don't you don't care about drawing, you know, huge crap. Like, don't do all the normal stuff. Get some TV execs or some, you know, build some committee or something just solely about getting the cheese at bowl that weird ass matchup that everybody needs to see but they don't know they need to see it i would be down for that every single year so in in terms of the ones that i'm interested in uh i am going to go ahead and pick some of the the bigger games um partly partly because well the one that you know just for like oh, all the the shade the shade and freud um you know would be that michigan alabama game because it's going to be one of two things this is either going to be Bama using the same excuse that Georgia did last year when they lose this game to Michigan, um, you know, and and saying, oh, well, we weren't motivated. We have a bunch of guys that aren't playing because, you know, they're getting ready for the draft or things like that. Um, or it's going to be Jim Harbaugh getting absolutely obliterated by another top quality team and getting a ton more people wondering what the hell is he doing in Michigan? Is he ever actually going to be successful? Um, you know, and, and I mean, there's there be a potentially a lot of talk about, you know, does that put Jim Harbaugh on the on, on the hot seat, even though he had a top 15 ranked team going into the last you know week of the season? Um, there's a lot of people that are fed up with his inability to win against big opponents. And so if, if they have to lay an absolute egg against Alabama in this game, um, it could be very uncomfortable for him in Michigan. I don't think they should get rid of him. Cause I, I don't know who they're going to get that going to live up to the gigantic expectations they have. Um, but you know, just kind of given the way that he likes to be smug all the time. Um, you know, it's, I mean, I, I, I don't hate the idea of him having to answer the tough questions if they lay an egg. 
Um, in terms of the game that I actually want to watch that I'm finding extremely interesting would be the Outback Bowl, Minnesota versus Auburn. Um, you know, this is going to be an extremely defensive game. I think Auburn has a phenomenal defense and Minnesota has a very good defense as well. Um, and these offenses, you know, are, are better than I think people give them credit for. I think this is going to be another one of those back and forth games. It's going to be extremely entertaining. Like if you had to pick one game to watch because of entertainment value, I think this is probably one of the ones that you get in terms of just a good football game that has all of the things that you want in a football game. That's going to be back and forth really entertaining. There's going to be lots of good defense. There's going to be lots of random offensive explosions as well. Um, I think you're going to look back on this game and probably say that it's one of the best ones out there. I also want to second your you know, thought about all of the bowl games. Um, you know, college basketball does not schedule very well around the holiday season, partly because, you know, they actually want their student athletes to be able to go back home for Christmas. Um, and so, you know, this kind of fills that void of, you know, there's no other really good sporting events on, um, you know, except for, of course, NFL getting ready for playoffs. But, um, you know, even that kind of drops down as we get, you know, as playoff seeds are are already determined and, and teams are kind of resting starters and everything. So this is like the only fun, entertaining sports that you get during the holidays that you know you're going to get entertainment almost every single night. Uh, Ryan, what, uh, what non-Big 12 bowl are you most interested in? I said I was going to make you angry with this, but I, my, if I had to pick an answer, I'd pick the Fiesta Bowl with Clemson and Ohio State just because this is quite honestly one of the only games that I care about. Uh, I, I don't really care about, unless it's a Big 12 team or my team playing, I just don't have much interest to watch some of these bowl games. That's just me. I'm not angry about it by all means, but, but I just, to answer your question, it would be uh, the Fiesta Bowl. That's fine. I like I'm gonna watch the playoffs, but they've been so the semifinals have been so boring. Yeah, like I just don't get excited for them. like if we get a good one, I'll be excited and I'll watch it all the way through. But we've gotten blowouts in most of these semifinals, so it's really hard to like go into them and think, oh boy, like it's. But then there's some of these random bowl games. You're like, why in the world would I want to watch? You know. Uh, let's go down here on the list. What do we got here? You know, it's kind of funny uh, while you're looking ooh, Kent that State, up. Kent State, Utah State. Kent State, Utah State. That's just in the Frisco Bowl. That just sounds like <laughs> I, I have better things to do on December 20th at 730. But you know what's going to happen? That's going to be one of those games where the score, you're going to get a Hail Mary like game winner and everyone's going to be talking about it and be like, why didn't I watch that game? Oh, because I'm, you know, don't enjoy fun. So I right. will watch these garbage bowls and, and and enjoy them. And if they're terrible, I'll turn them off and watch something else. But man, I'm gonna pay attention because you get some fun football. Also, may I remind you, this is our last college football until August. Okay, let's not like treat this like oh I, I deserve better than this. No, you don't. You deserve college <laughs> football. Just take it, be happy about it, and and then prepare yourself for the slow doldrums of no football. Look, I'm a college basketball fan. I love it. But also, it's no football for a while. Yeah, you know, I hear that a lot about people talking about the the semifinals of the playoffs that, you know, they're really, really boring. They're huge blowouts. The one exception to that has been when Oklahoma has played in a semifinal game. I mean, you have the two overtime game against Georgia. Um, you know, you have the, the game they played against Alabama last year that, yeah, Alabama won by, I think, 11. But it was a close game for most of the game. It was a game that was actually in doubt for quite a long time. Um, so if you're going to make sure you catch at least one of the semifinals, um, I would definitely catch OU LSU because despite what everybody is you know saying that LSU is going to kind of steamroll through here, 
Um, you know, I, I would not be surprised if that's the more competitive of the two games. Um, you know, so it, it's weird for, for all the flack that the Big 12 gets because they haven't broken through to the national championship game. Um, they definitely seem to make it at least entertaining when they actually play. So, but like you were saying, like, you know, this is all about fun. There are not a lot of stakes for pretty much any of these bowls. And the one thing that I do remember when Kansas was playing in bowl games, it was about the extra practice time. <laughs> it was about, you know, the ability to watch your seniors one last time before they were done. And it was literally about no stakes football, just being able to enjoy the game. If your team got blown out in a bowl game, you know what? Who cares? You don't have to see them again. You get eight months to, you know, get ready for the next group of team, you know, of guys that's going to come through you can still have all the fond memories about you know all the games that actually matter to get you to the bowl game the bowl game is just about fun it's about letting the kids go and get their swag and you know have another fun trip to talk about to you know bond them to the rest of their teammates for for life and it's just about enjoying random weird ass crazy football weird ass crazy football that is a great note to end this on uh, you guys, I am excited about bowl season. It will be here soon. We do get Army Navy this weekend, which is always, um, dude, it's it's worth watching. If you've never watched the Army Navy game, the pomp, the circumstance, the helmets, man, they're always so cool. Like just just go watch the game one time. It's like it's a bowl so appetizer. Plus, you could have a oh, uh, uh, plus you get a ten. You could get a ten two Navy against uh, Kansas State. You know, Kansas State fans, if you want, if you haven't watched Navy yet, here's your opportunity to do so before that bowl game. <laughs> yep. Just, just let me just drop that for you, um, Ryan. Do me a favor. Obviously, you cover the Big Twelve as a whole. Where can everybody check out uh, check out your show, man? Nah, no one should check out my show. Your show's better. <laughs> but at ten of twelve, I mean, I know podcast. I was just trying to be nice. <laughs> At 10 of 12 podcast on Twitter, uh, you'll be you'll see the links to everything iTunes and Spotify on there. So give me a follow on there. I would appreciate that very much. Yeah, everybody go check out the show. Uh, I know, like Andy said, we all have gobs and gods of sports shows to go and listen to. Actually, he said that off air. Sorry, it starts to run together after a while. But go give go give Ryan's show the 10 of 12 show. A listen, it is really good. He does a very good job. His episodes are shorter than mine, so if you have less time, his are perfect for you. Perfect. Andy, where can everybody check out the work you do covering the Jayhawks and the Big 12? Yeah, so I, I cover the Big 12 over at Land Grant Gauntlet. Um, you know, I also cover the Jayhawks both there at Rock Chalk Talk, and then I have the Rock Chalk Podcast, which you can find online on Twitter at Rock Chalk Pod. Guys, it's been fun. Look forward to the bowl season, and uh, we'll talk basketball very, very soon. Thank you. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.